Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not even. That was I'm, a good one. That was a good one. No, I'm not even here right now. <laughs> Me so. neither, man. It's been a long, it's been a long four days. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Four Thirty in the Morning. This is your boy Ben, and Pat is back as well. Sixty-five episode number sixty-five. You got anything for sixty-five? I don't have anything for sixty-five. I was trying to think about it as I was coming in here. I got nothing. I can't think of any football players. Yeah, on the Browns right now, I can't think of anybody. Sixty-five. That's a, that's an offensive lineman's number. It's ridiculous. Like when you watch a football game and you look at your offensive line, you see their numbers and you know who they are. Sure. Without even knowing, without even looking at their name. Well, you know who they are because of their position you don't know who they are because of their number yeah but like once i see them i just like for the remainder of the game i know who i'm dealing with here yeah okay but when i'm not watching the game i can't think of their fucking numbers Out of context, for the sorry. life for the life of me see there is a 65 that plays the cincinnati Bengals. larry ogan joby former brown yeah he yeah he's a defensive tackle though he was wearing 65 with cleveland and with the Bengals, i believe okay. so he's still kicking in the playoffs but yeah yeah and i can't think of anybody so who are you picking for the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for the 49ers. Okay. Picking, I don't know. See, I don't know if San Francisco can really beat the Rams. I don't think so. I would like them to. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. I, I I can't I can't root for the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I if like he Joe played Burrow. for anybody outside of the division, he'd be like my number one favorite player outside Literally. of the Browns. I love Joe Burrow. He's, he's awesome. But the fact that he plays for the fucking Bengals kills me. <laughs> And what's funny about Joe Burrow is my father has been talking about him since he's been in high school. Uh-huh. It's just been like following his career, and it's just like, oh yeah, another footnote about Joe Burrow. I read in the paper. I'm like, nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Then he goes to LSU after he because he was at Ohio State for a while. Yeah, he was. He transferred. People forget about that. And then he was at LSU, and I remember the one game back when I was back in 2019. His like was that his big season where he came on, or was it 2020 where he came on? No, it was 2019. It was 2019 where he had the big season. Yeah. I'm like, fucking Joe Burrow is looking like a he is superstar out so there. So good. He was so good in college. And I texted him. This was like in like August or September. This you was in you texted game. Joe Burrow? No, I texted my father. <laughs> oh. I texted my father, and I was like, your boy Joe Burrow is looking pretty fucking good. Hell yeah. And I was like, he's looking like a pro prospect. And this was back when mock drafts were out, and they were like, Joe Burrow's going to go in the fifth round or something. And sure. Like, he's not really going to be a pro. And then for, to watch him go undefeated, Heisman Trophy, national championship. Literally kicked the living hell out of everybody he played. And first overall pick. That mm-hmm. doesn't get ha- that doesn't happen a whole lot. Right. All in the same season. Undefeated, cha- national championship, Heisman Trophy, first overall pick. He threw like over five thousand yards too in college it was ridiculous which is the same now he had jamar chase obviously which helped quite a bit sure but. and that's helping him in the nfl too man they are just yeah that's a it's a combination they're gonna break records you kind of need that in today's league you need that i think joe burrow might be like the next brady you know he might not win the super bowls but as far as winning i can see joey burrow being that guy yeah and he's just he's just a likable guy For i can't sure. find a problem with him so Right, definitely. Anyways, now that we got that out of the way. You got any news stories? Oh, fuck. I got... I got three. You got three? All right. I keep saying this every week, and every week it seems to be true. My news stories just keep getting worse and worse. <laughs> how many did you... How many do you have? I have two. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll get started with this one. Sure. Now, this one is from KSAT.com. I believe this one's out of Texas. Okay. Texas woman arrested for allegedly trying to purchase child at Walmart checkout. Deputies say. (laughs) This is so funny. Every time I go to the store with Paige, usually it's like Walmart. We have Hudson. Sure. I always ask the cashier, how much is is the child? (laughs) 
Wait, you asked the cashier that? <laughs> yeah, because like he's in the cart, and I'm like, hey, how much are you guys charging for the kid? <laughs> 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 and Paige always says, shut the fuck up. I always embarrass oh, the shit out of her. Oh, my God. That, was, that is... <laughs> Dude... Now I don't want to do the news story anymore. She, she gets so pissed. Oh my god, that's the worst thing I've heard today. That is literally <laughs> the dumbest thing I've heard today. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. Rebecca Taylor, forty-nine, is charged with sale or purchase of a child—a third-degree felony. Jesus. Now this is like Crockett, Texas. Crockett. A Texas woman is now out on bond after a sheriff's deputies said she tried to purchase another woman's child while waiting in a checkout line at Walmart. According to a report from KSAT's sister station, KPRC, Rebecca Taylor, 49, came up to the woman's shopping cart in the checkout line. The woman's cart had two children inside at the time. Taylor started making comments about one of the woman's two children before allegedly asking if she could buy him for $250,000, KPRC reports. So there were two kids in the shopping cart. One was apparently worth the purchase. The other one was being ignored. Think about that for a second. That is unbelievable. What is even happening? The mother refused her offer. <laughs> no shit. And Taylor pressed further. She increased the offer to $500,000 and allegedly threatened to take the infant, according to the Harris County Sheriff's Office. Deputies said the mother still refused and was able to leave the store with her children safely. That's when she notified authorities of what happened. Taylor was arrested and charged with sale or purchase of a child... A third-degree felony in Texas. Records show she was released Thursday on a $50,000 bond. So, so I, I'm trying to think, you know, you know, we need to make a law about children being, you know, sold. I, I, I guess, you know, it is true that during the Great Depression, some people actually, like, tried selling their kids for money. Yeah. I've read that before. So maybe maybe that law has been around for a while. Well, obviously the law is, is around. If it's a third-degree felony, we, <laughs> don't, we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need to be making a new law. <laughs> right. Like, you know what? I mean, though. Now, obviously, it is disturbing <laughs> to see this type of thing, but there is a lot going on here. Because right. this woman, number one, there were two kids in the cart. She decided to only make an <laughs> offer on the one, so I wonder what was wrong with the other one. Right, man. Number two... How do you approach this conversation? She offered $250,000, and then mom said no. She thought that five hundred dollars would do the trick. <laughs> Think about that for a second. It's actually kind of sinister. Like, what are these... What's this woman... What are it's these gotta women's be. intentions? You know, we're getting into some, like, weird-ass shit with this episode. Yeah. Some, like, occult shit, I sure, think. Sure, sure. It could be something with that, which is terrible. Yeah, definitely. Now, number two, you wouldn't really anticipate the woman shopping for a child at Walmart to have access to this kind of funds. Like, yeah. How does she really have five hundred thousand dollars sitting around? Probably not. And obviously she's picky because she only made an offer on the one kid. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot going on yeah, here. It's very it's, disturbing. It's a. It's just odd. I'm hoping that Rebecca Taylor ends up going to jail for a while. I mean, it's a yeah, third she, degree felony. She, yeah. She. I don't. I just can't even begin to think what the intentions are. It's bad. It's bad news. Anyways, we just had to bring that to light. Don't go out trying to buy kids. Yes. I mean, most of us are able to create our own, at least part part of the way. Yes. So if you want to have a kid, do it that way. We'd prefer. Yeah. Also, adoption is available. Yes. Don't go trying to buy kids and don't steal kids either. Yes. Definitely. Definitely not. Anyway, <laughs> that one kind of got away from me. <laughs> That was good. That was funny. I'm trying to do a public service announcement out here. <laughs> to our 14 listeners. Anyways, what do you got? This is from 
This is from uh, our favorite UPI uh, news. Awesome. It's from January 24th. Russian YouTubers retractable lightsaber earns Guinness World Record. This is pretty freaking cool, man. How this, did I miss this one? This might be the most important news story we've ever had. Okay, let's listen. A Russian YouTuber has been recognized by Guinness World Records as the inventor of the world's first retractable lightsaber. Alex Birkin, who runs Alex Lab Channel on YouTube, unveiled his Star Wars-inspired invention, which produces a plasma blade that measures more than three feet in length and burns at a temperature of 5,072 degrees. Oh, this can't be real. I'm this is not sure. a real thing. <laughs> key component of my lightsaber is an electrolyzer. An electrolyzer is a device that can generate huge amounts of hydrogen and oxygen and compress the gas to any pressure without a mechanical compressor. said it took hundreds of experiments to get his apparatus to match the size and shape of a lightsaber hilt. This is the first prototype, so it has lots of limitations. It only works for only 30 seconds on full power. The hydrogen torch is not as stable as it could be you, it could be and you can easily see it when it moves. Sometimes the light lightsaber just blows up in your hand because the hydrogen <laughs> flashed back. God damn it. Fellow YouTuber Hacksmith Industries, a.k.a. James Hobson, previously earned a Guinness World Record for creating the world's first retractable proto-lightsaber. Hacksmith's version of the Jedi weapon requires an external power source, hydrogen and oxygen tanks attached to a backpack, while Birkin's lightsaber is entirely self-contained. The Hacksmith version is much more powerful. It definitely works longer than 30 seconds. Our duel will be extremely fast and furious because I only have 30 seconds to win. Birkin said. <laughs> I should hope it lasts a little longer than 30 seconds. Yeah, oh shit. Birkin said he and Hobson have a friendly rivalry. <laughs> Sometimes we discuss our current projects. Sometimes we threaten each other with our new inventions. But we always support each other, he said. That's the that's the end of the episode. That's, oh. that's, that's the end of the, the uh, article. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fantastic. I wish I could stop laughing during that because that, was, that might have been one of our best news stories of all time. Yeah, it was, it was, I couldn't believe it when I read that shit. That's hilarious. Now, what's funny is my next news story also comes from UPI Odd News. Nice. And it also deals with Guinness World Records, <laughs> but it's not nearly as good as that one is. I think I've seen the, the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because we already talked about this guy before on the show. Yeah. <laughs> this one, obviously, from UPI Odd News. Idaho man breaks 52 Guinness World Records in 52 weeks. <laughs> An Idaho man is celebrating accomplishing... An unusual goal, breaking 52 Guinness World Records in 52 weeks. <laughs> David Rush, who breaks Guinness World Records to promote STEM education, said he set out to break one record a week in 2021. Rush kicked off the year by breaking the record for stacking bars of wet soap with neighbor Jonathan Hollywood Hannon. <laughs> And broke 50 others before finishing the year by teaming up with another neighbor to cover a person in wrapping paper. So he's just, like, calling up his neighbors, like, hey, hey, John, hey, Hollywood, get over here. We got to sack wet bars of soap. And and these people agree to do this shit with this guy. Exactly. That's what I can't figure it out. Rush said one of his most difficult records during the year, the most kiwis sliced in one minute using a samurai sword while standing on a Swiss ball. Who comes up with these records? Is, is, Is this guy? I just... I don't know. But that was his 200th Guinness title. Wow. Now, I... 
I'm not gonna lie, I did a little bit of research on this guy before I decided okay. to present this present this story. It is literal shenanigans. He has his own website and his own YouTube channel. And I was watching him try to break some of these records. Like the one was most toilet paper rolls stacked on your head for thirty seconds. And he managed to stack a hundred toilet paper rolls on his head. <laughs> now what, how he would do it is he would like stack one and then put like a cardboard slice, then stack a few more and then put another slice and kinda like build it up like a pyramid. Okay. And then like he he gets like whoever will help him out with this. Like his one neighbor apparently is into this type <laughs> Has of shit. Has nothing else to do. And I believe it or not, this guy's married and his wife has been getting into the mix this year. See, how many YouTube views does this guy have? I don't know. I didn't get that far. Like I was only on his website. Now his okay. website's pretty intense. And altogether, he seems relatively normal, which is the weird thing. I now, just, I just wonder what this man does because it seems like this is this could be time consuming. It has to be like watching them like try like the trial and error for this yeah. is ridiculous. The one he was a lot of his is juggling like he's a juggler, so okay, like he juggles for like fourteen minutes blindfolded, which is another record that he holds. Wow, uh, he can do axes. He can do axes for like half hour. See, that's impressive. He's done a lot of like hundred yard dashes. Like he did a hundred yard. Dash dash blindfolded in 14 seconds <laughs> Jesus. And apparently that's a goal that's a that's a world record too because apparently it's really hard to stay in the lane <laughs> it is hard it's hard enough like it's hard when enough you're, when, you're, you're, not when you're not blindfolded anyways we gotta we gotta move on that's that's, that's all i got with that one that's hilarious but i saw this one because we've talked about this guy before yeah he's back at it he's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna be back at it again i'm sure oh yeah so I don't really know if this is a news article, but it's just an article I, f- I found. Sure. It's from military.com. Uh-oh. This is pretty cool. Militarized dolphins protect almost a quarter of the U.S. nuclear stockpile. Did you know this? I've heard something about this. I didn't know that they were actually doing this, though. Situated just 20 miles from Seattle, naval base Kitsap houses America's most powerful and secret deterrence, a weapon that is the first line of defense for the United States national security. U.S. Navy Dolphins. Since 1967, the Navy has been training dolphins and sea lions. Maybe this explains our sea lion. It could, it could. Or from the last couple episodes. Yep. And probably other marine life for military applications such as mine clearing, force protection, and recovery missions. The U.S. Navy Marine Mammal Program deployed military dolphins as early as the Vietnam War and as recently as the 2003 U.S.-led invasion of Iraq. When protecting harbors and ships from mines, as they do at Naval Base Kitsap, the dolphins use their extraordinary biological sonar to detect hazards beneath the surface, whether tethered to the sea floor or buried beneath sediment. If a mine or other weapon is detected, the dolphins return to its handler, who gives the animal a buoy to mark the location of the device on the surface. Passing ships know to avoid these markers while Navy explosive ordnance disposal divers neutralize the threat below. This is so freaking awesome. This is unbelievable. How do they train these dolphins to do this shit? Well, well I know, guess they don't really need training since they already have the sonar capability. Yeah, they already have the sonar capability. And if we go back to episode, I can't remember what the fuck it was, uh, 50-something, where we talk about the guy, the alien guy, that was like the spiritual leap guy. Remember that guy? Yeah. He said that dolphins can make the leap. Like, they're like spiritual <laughs> beings. I can so see may- it maybe, maybe dolphins are sentient, and we just don't know how to communicate with them. No shit. They could be. Maybe they're smarter than we are. Maybe they consider themselves the real ruling class of the earth. <clears throat> this is a really long article, so I'll probably just leave it at that. But sure. Pretty, it's pretty incredible. You guys can check that out. Um, military.com. Militarized dolphins. Yeah, that Look was... that article. Maybe that we'll, was a pretty cool I'll, one. If, I'll make sure to remember. I'll, I'll post our shit to the, to the Facebook page. Yeah. And... News articles. Before we get in the morning 
news. The Facebook thing, I can't figure anything I out. I have no idea what's going on. Like, I, I got on my laptop <laughs> today because I keep getting notifications that we're posting videos. Like, I'll show you what they look like. Are you getting these? Are, are you able to look at them? They're not, like, videos. They're, like... I can't see any of them. This? Yeah, I can't see those. Where are those? Where are those posts for that? They're on our They're on our page. Not according to me, they're not. I'm not seeing anything like them. Like, Paige, she told me the shit that I shared or that I posted. She couldn't see it. Have you been sharing shit? Yeah. Every like, every time you post something, I share it. On the on the 4.30 in the morning page or on your page? On my page. See, I don't even think I follow you. I don't... <laughs> like, you say you post something and I never see it, so I have to search yeah. your name and I'll, then, and then I, I see it. Yeah. Maybe I unfollowed you. See, at first, I was sharing it to the 4.30 page and I didn't know I was doing that. I thought <laughs> I was sharing it to mine, like, when we first got the page up. Yeah. And I was like, because I, po- I was posting shit and I'm like, why can't I see it? I go on the 4.30 page and I'll see it. So there's, like, double posts. See, I don't see <laughs> I don't see any of it. Like, I, I, the last post that I can see is from November. I'm not even joking. I don't understand it. I don't really I, know I what's going on. I can't see any out. of those videos and we're getting comments from the videos. I have to, like, do a backdoor thing just to answer a comment <laughs> anyways yeah. i don't know what's going on case in point if you guys know social media and you want to join the team here at 4 30 in the morning please we probably say tweet us at 30 in love because <laughs> if you post on facebook we're probably not gonna see it <laughs> Anyways. You got one more news story? You know what? Fuck it. Main topic. Pat, what is our main topic? This week, and this is Ben's episode, if there's ever been Ben's episode. Oh, fuck. We're going to be talking about superstitions. Superstitions. That is correct. And we're going to kind of, like, expand on that a little bit, probably. Sure. Because I consider, like, like curses part of superstition. I don't know about you. Sure. Um, are you are you superstitious at all? Do you have any superstitions? You know, not really. I don't think I believe in many superstitions. Um, is, do you consider karma a superstition? To an extent. I, I believe karma is just, like, the universe's way of kicking people in the ass that need to be kicked in the ass. Sure. See, I was always I always hope for good karma, even though it just never comes my way. <laughs> But I guess probably hoping for good karma is probably actually a bad thing. So maybe sure. that's, maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Maybe yeah. Like all of my superstitions, most of them were like growing up as like a hardcore Catholic kid. Sure. It was all tied up in, in that basically. Mm-hmm. A lot of superstitions originate from Christianity. Yeah, and even you can even expand upon that a little bit. Like I would say a lot of superstitions were a way to make sure that kids were or anybody was just gonna avoid anything that could be considered witchcraft sure and that's kind of what i'm seeing in my research a little bit is it's not even to keep somebody like being like a good christian person as much as it is avoiding witchcraft like avoiding that could which could be associated with the occult sure so that's kind of what i was noticing in my research a little bit now that being said i don't know about you but i mean i came from a fully polish family a lot mm-hmm. of hardcore Polacks in my family. Sure. So superstition was it was just everywhere, <clears throat> like knocking on wood for every goddamn thing. Um, just every little thing. Like you, you always knew who the superstitious people were, and there's just like little comments you could always hear. You could always really pick it up quickly. See, like the the funny thing is, is that um, different cultures have different variations of superstitions. Like, Definitely. The knocking on wood 
thing from where it actually originates, it should not be a Christian thing. Sure. Because <laughs> it originates from people knocking on wood to tell, you know, the good and the bad gods, whatever they wanted to tell them in the trees. Because I forget what era. I forget. We'll, we'll just call them the ancients. <laughs> But they believe that the gods lived in the trees. Sure. Okay. And they would knock on wood to either, you know, tell them that they needed help or to to keep them or to, you know, to help them with their bad deeds or their good deeds, whatever. That's where, like, the knocking on wood kind of came from. I hope I – I don't know if I said that all correctly. No. It it was something like that. It makes sense. It was a quick thing I read through the the shit I was reading. But But, what's funny, too, and going with that, we we considered a lot of superstition kind of a Christian thing. Sure. In Catholic school, I remember – being taught that superstition was actually like a gateway to the occult Mm -hmm. because you're giving power to something that isn't jesus sure so you walk under a ladder for bad luck you're you're treating the action as what gives you bad luck instead of jesus yeah which and well apparently the whole origin behind not walking under a ladder again different cultures have different explanations of what the consequences are to walking under ladders see common sense would be something would fall and crush you if you walk under a ladder or you're gonna knock the asshole up there see the two christians it was the three points of the ladder leaning up against a wall or you know whatever sure creates three points a triangle the holy trinity and walking under that breaks the sanctity of the holy trinity and i guess you're supposed to get bad luck from that no you could do that with like literally anything exactly out there that's the problem (laughs) exactly I don't know. And the other thing, too, and this this might get a little bit too deep for this discussion, is we talk about kind of the occult a little bit and how superstition could kind of play into the occult. Sure. One thing that could be easily written up as superstition that I don't consider at all in my life is astrology. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between astrology and superstition? I have no idea. It, there can't be much difference there. Now, I've had I've had hardcore religious teachers say that astrology is occult, and it's like... I, I get annoyed when people use astrology to, like... As like an excuse for their annoying behavior. Yeah, see that's that's so annoying. To that's me. a problem. See, I had a coworker try to break it down to me like it's such it was like hardcore <laughs> astrology, and she was like every like whatever day you were born on, based on your star patterns, you can predict your entire life. So dumb. And it was like an hour long discussion about <laughs> this. And honestly, she's uh, like completely convinced in it, and I'm for like sure. Well, how do you even interpret this? And it's like, well, you have to make different choices about what you actually follow. And I'm like, well, they're just like, oh my, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm a bitch, I reacted that way, I'm a fucking Leo. Well, you, that like, no, that's that should be completely written off because like, if it's you ever, so annoying. People you, say that shit all the time. If you ever read like the actual horoscopes in the newspaper or whatever, mm-hmm. it's so generalized that literally anybody can read any horoscope. I, I, I know, I know. And it's, be like, oh my god, this, this really is speaking. This to is me. so me. It's like it's such bullshit. It's like you're a bold person. <laughs> Right. Like, what What does that, what does that mean? And, yeah. But sometimes your intentions are. <laughs> you're an extrovert on the on the weekends, but an introvert on the weekdays. Or you're, you're introverted, but you're also extroverted. <laughs> you feel and you see. Sometimes you think, sometimes you don't. Right. Sometimes you just react. It's it, they're, they're ridiculous. No, I was just I was about to read out some like official definitions, if you would. Oh well, I was gonna get more into the astrology just real quick because <laughs> Go ahead. I don't even know. I think I'm a Sagittarius. I think that's what my sign is. And growing up, I <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like I got exposed to astrology around the same time I got exposed to Pokemon. <laughs> 
Jesus. So I was getting astrology symbols and Pokemon mixed up. Right. Like, I thought I was like a Pikachu for a while. <laughs> okay. And I couldn't, I couldn't differentiate between the two of them. <laughs> I thought Snorlax was an astrology symbol. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. So that was that's my last comment with that shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> so what else you got for uh, superstition? I mean, there, there's so many superstitions, and there's uh, most people have heard the common ones. You know, like oh, yeah. like we were talking, don't walk under the ladder. Uh, you know, the black cat. See the black cat. You yeah. Know? And by the way, I saw two black cats right like back to back driving home from work the other day. Oh God. And I'm fine. Now, you know what? No, because the first one was bad luck. The second one canceled out the first one. I don't know. The second one looked like it was going to fucking kill me. It looked right in, like it looked into my eyes as I drove past it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But anyways, I kind of just looked up some nutty ones and then I want to break down the number 13 one as well. Cause sure. there's a lot, there's a lot to that one. Yeah. I had a little bit with that one, but, but I guess to, to get it like a formal definition of what a superstition is just for our listeners that have never heard of superstitions which i'm sure they have but this is from oxford language okay okay a widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such a belief what do you think about that it's not bad. It's not a perfect definition, though. Wikipedia is a superstition. Wikipedia says, A superstition is any belief or practice considered by non-practitioners to be irrational or supernatural attributed to fate or magic, perceived supernatural influence or fear of that which is unknown. See, the other problem, too, is where does the line get drawn between religion and superstition? Sure. As if you're using that Wikipedia definition. Yeah, that's true. So. So, what I kind of found is that... Not now, for me, in my life, I grew up Catholic as well. Sure. Super, I've never really thought about superstitions in my life. Like, they've not affected me in the slightest oh, at they, all. Oh, they've controlled my entire life until and, I was, like, like a 15-year-old. And, the and like, the majority of people I've interacted with, maybe besides you, like, superstitions are just, they have not been a part of any life that I've seen. Sure. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. anyone's lives. But some places take superstitions extremely seriously. <laughs> And it's pretty funny. It depends, yeah. So, I want to start off with some numbers, right? So, in China, they fully believe that the number eight is lucky. Really? Yes. It's pretty funny. They believe it's so lucky that you remember the, the Beijing Olympics? Sure. In 2008? They started the opening ceremony at 8 p.m. at the eighth minute at the eighth second. That's pretty funny. <laughs> And I believe that that was in October. And it's also hilarious, too, considering that China is, like, the most secular state in the history of the world at this point, And they're still doing yeah. this type of shit. You know what I mean? Literally. And it was the eighth month of the year in the year 2008. Sure. Now, you cut that in half. You just alluded to the number four. Oh, yeah. Now, they are crazy over the number four. Like, insane crazy about the number four. Now, any of our Asian listeners out there, please correct me if I'm wrong about any of this. I'm just the messenger in this. The majority of Eastern Asia is tetraphobic. This would have been good for our phobia episode. Yes, and that was the other thing I was thinking about, is there were some phobias that I ran into on my research for this. Yeah, definitely. And that means you're basically scared of number four. In a lot of places in Eastern Asia, you'll be hard-pressed to find number four anywhere. You're going to get in an elevator, you're not going to find a fourth floor. Or yeah. you're not going to find a, a number four parking space. And, and, a lot of, and a lot of like shops and stores, they will not sell goods in like a four count. I've also heard that. <laughs> 
that American hotels that cater to East Asian customers don't have a fourth floor in their hotel either. It's pretty incredible when you have like that big of a population that's like that serious about it. Well, that's the other thing too that kind of struck me is the Chinese version of that kind of makes sense because their word for four sounds a lot like the word for death. Mm Mm-hmm. But it also expands out to Japan yes. and Korea. Yes. They all hate the number four. Yeah. In, in Japan, they tell you not to leave your chopsticks like in your food. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it can look like a number four. Or the symbol for four or something. Yeah. So you have to leave them laying across your bowl, not in your food. <laughs> Like, they're serious about that shit. I don't know. And, like, in China, like you said, the number four to to them is, like, death. It can be used as a death threat. If you give somebody, like, in Asia anything, like a gift or just hand them anything to do with the number four, they can call the cops on you, which is insane to me. (laughs) I wonder what they yell when they're golfing if they hit a ball near other players. (laughs) Do they yell four? Right. <laughs> well, you know what? That can make sense, too, because, shit, you're calling out four, get your head down or else you're going to die. Right. Four, yeah. death. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So maybe, maybe that's why we do it here. Right. I don't know. Have you ever golfed before? I have. I've yelled four quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, I should have yelled four one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. No, that, uh, you have any more with the number four? No, not with the number four. We're good with the number that four. That was pretty interesting, and I thought it was funny to see that, like, American hotels are doing this shit, too, now. Yeah, definitely. So, now, kind of a common number. Like, how do you just completely <laughs> avoid it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, how, like, they probably go to, like, some extreme lengths to, to avoid the number four. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Imagine being the fourth child. I don't think China has that problem. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> just the four shots. Immediately, like, just oh, cast into man. the lava or something. I don't know what they do out there. There is another one I got from Asia. Uh, apparently, in Mongolia, back in the old days, like the medieval times, which I got to keep reading that book, so I think Genghis Khan is going to be coming in. Nice. There was a superstition out there that you shouldn't spill the blood of royalty. Hmm. Now, it started off, basically, if you killed someone and their blood hit the ground, they could not going to the afterlife and become an ancestor. Hmm. So what they would do is if they had to execute like a royal person, and they did this quite a quite a bit out there in Mongolia, <laughs> they would come up with any way to kill you that wouldn't spill your blood. So it would be like molten, like they'd like dump like molten iron on you. That's rough. They they would do a lot where they would sew like all your like like your mouth and your nose up and everything, all your orifices. Like what then, like, they what pummel they, you. Like what they did to uh, Daenerys' brother. Yeah, you know they actually talk about this in one of the articles that I read. <laughs> they talk about the Game of Thrones executions and yeah. how the Dothraki did it. Yeah, I guess the Dothraki were probably partially based on the Mongols, probably in the books. But yeah, they would they would get kind of brutal. Like they would like the one guy they rolled him up on a carpet and they trampled him with horses. Oh boy, it's now, you're, you're kind of getting risky there because. Because a hoof could probably pierce your skin if it's angled properly. Yeah, no shit. But so Mongolia, it was rough out there. Yeah, sounds like it. They were they were some uh, hardcore warriors. Yeah, they were. That definitely. wasn't nearly as much fun as anything else we've talked about today. But <laughs> there we go, Mongolia. Mongolia. Don't spill the blood of royalty. Anyways, what else you got? So we're gonna be sticking with numbers real quick here. Okay. You know about the number thirteen? My favorite. Yeah. So fear the number thirteen. Now this would have made a good example on episode five as well. You know, our phobia episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, fear of the number 13 is called trisodecophobia. Trisodecophobia. 
I think that's how you say that. Okay. Yeah. Trisca decaphobia. Now, in America, a lot of people are afraid of number 13. Yes. And they're really afraid of Friday the 13th as well. Because of those movies. Which is another crazy-ass, unbelievably ridiculous word that I'm not even going to attempt to. You know, (laughs) what's hilarious is I looked it up and it was a completely different word. It was like... Yeah. Frigga, frigga something. Uh, Paraskive decatrophobia. Now, can you spell that for our listeners, please? P-A-R-A-S-K-E-V-I-D-E-K-A-T-R-I-A-P-H-O-V-I. I mean, B-I-A. Sorry. Okay. Work that one out. We'll figure it out. Now, real quick, just to go over some origins. According to a historian named Donald Dossie, the unlucky 13 superstition originates from a myth that 12 gods were having dinner with Valhalla, right? In Valhalla. Valhalla's a place. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're It's correct. not a person. I typed that out incorrectly. Now, there's a, another god named Loki who was not invited to this little dinner. Loki is a trickster god in Norse mythology. Yes. And he showed up to the dinner who was... And, like, yes, he was a trickster. I had that written down. And he arranged for whore... I think that's how you say it. Is it whore, right? To shoot Balder with an arrow, right? Sure. And uh, so when this happened, apparently a lot of really bad shit happened after this. Like a lot of events happened, right? Like natural disasters and shit. The This historian describes it as the earth went completely dark after his death. The earth had a time of mourning, yada, yada, yada. So this is where kind of the unlucky 13 number happens or comes from because Loki was the 13th person that showed up to this dinner sure and real quick i got the story down as well do you want to hear what i have written down for this it's probably a lot more detailed do you want to hear i have it sure i'll I'll read it all i'll read it all word for word sure loki fucked shit up being the 13th to arrive (laughs) in norse mythology yes is all i wrote down for that (laughs) (laughs) now some christians believe that the unlucky 13 number originates from the bible the story of the last supper judas being the 13th person to sit down with the 12 apostles he ended up being the one to betray jesus yep so there's a lot of weird events that have happened throughout history that are tied into the number 13 the 13th president was millard fillmore yes and he was about as forgettable as it got so for example uh on so kind of where friday the 13th might come from now at this point in time i'm going to go through this story uh Friday the 13th wasn't a thing, but 13 was an unlucky number at this point. Sure. But you know about the Knights Templar. Oh, yeah. So on Friday the 13th in 1307, Philip the Fourth of France ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar. Yep. And they were all killed, and I'm pretty sure there were 13 of them, correct? Or were there more? There were a lot more. Were but there were a lot more? It was. they Basically, the order became outlawed. Right. Yeah. And they all got killed, and they were all like burned at the stake, I think. And yeah. they were stretched. I forget what device that's called, that medieval stretching thing where they, they lay them down, they strap them up, and then they stretch their bodies. I don't know. I forget what See, it's called. See, there also was drawn and quartered. Yes. That'd be a good way to go. That's rough. So that happened. You have a situation in Southwest Airlines flight 1380 suffered engine failure due to the number 13 blade uh, of the fan. And I guess it like must have broke and it must have hit a window because a woman was essentially sucked out of a window. Now, was she sitting in a 13th seat? Probably. Well, a lot of airlines don't have the of number 13 row. Yes. Now, now, real quick, going with that logic... <laughs> How would you feel sitting in row number 14? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That can't be much better. 
Exactly. Anyways, I'm sorry. And uh, and based on a lot of popular belief, um, it's been it's said that if 13 people die at a table together, the first to rise is the first to die. That is a Harry Potter quote from. Is it really? Yes. From I was going to bring that up. Professor Trelawney. That is in the Prisoner of Azkaban. She she walks into the Great Hall. It's Christmas. And oh, she, I remember this now. Yeah, she says that there are twelve people sitting at the table. When I join, that makes thirteen. The first to rise will be the first to die. And then Dumbledore says, "We'll risk it." And Elvis Dumbledore Dumbler was the first one to rise, yep. and he was the first one to die in the in the sixth movie. But hey, spoiler alert! Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> It is said that if thirteen people die at a table together, then one of the people then one of the people will die within one year and also everybody else at the table will experience bad luck as well. Well, I think anybody that's read or watched Harry Potter has experienced plenty of bad luck in their life. Yes. Definitely. You know, I was gonna get into Harry Potter in this discussion a little bit mm-hmm. because I've always associated superstition with kind of like witchcraft. Sure. And do you remember like, especially when Harry Potter was first coming out of the scene, how there are a lot of people that would not have anything to do with it Yeah. because they believed it was against Jesus. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen those videos where like the Christian woman was like, here's what I have to say about Harry Potter. If Harry Potter grew up in the Bible times, he'd be put to death because warlocks are enemies of God. <laughs> Jesus. Have you ever seen any of that shit before? I don't think I've seen that. It's kind of funny. It sounds like it. But I remember that being a, like a common thing. Like people are like, oh, well, you know, my kids are like it, but I won't actually read it because because uh, there's witches and wizards and it's just that's just all against Jesus. And it's like, well, what do you read then? Like, what kind of what kind of shit do people right. actually read? I know. Like, do you read any like fantasy or anything yeah. like well, that? Well, then again, too, it's like, well, what do you read about? Like, is there anything like you read about a murder mystery? Murders against God, too. Sure. So I never really understood that reasoning. But there's a lot of people out there that go along with it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm trying to think. What else? Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter. I don't know. I mean, I feel like my luck kind of got worse as I started watching those movies and reading those books. So could be, you know, could be all a part of it. Exactly. Um, you know, speaking of witches, did I ever tell you that I had a curse put on me by a witch once? You know, I think you might have, but go ahead. I don't really so, remember. This was back when I was working in retail, and this I was probably 21 or 22 at the time, and it was kind of a quiet day in the store. We didn't have a lot of customers coming in. We had a woman come in, an older woman who looked like the caricature of a witch. Okay. Yeah, like like the boil, like an old woman with the crazy hair, the boil, the weird, like, you know, the wrinkly skin. Yeah. It's like discolored and everything. Moles and shit. Everything. Like, literally, and like dressed in like witch, like... <laughs> Like, not, like, like out of, uh, shit. What's the one with uh, Dorothy and the Slippers? Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah. Not, like, that, like, far out, but, like, like, like kind of, like, Like, her weird, fucking skin isn't like, green? Like, weird. Not green, but, like, off color. Sure. But, like, weird, like, clothes, yeah. everything. Yeah. And she comes in, and she just, like, kind of wanders in and just kind of starts staring at me. <laughs> now, bear in mind, you have to talk to customers a little bit. I didn't want to go over there, but eventually I wanted over, like, hey, do you need help with anything? She's, like, fucking around with, like, one of the printers or something. <laughs> And she doesn't, she doesn't even ask me a question. She just goes, you have almond-shaped blue eyes. And I'm like, okay, kind of, I guess. And she's like, that means you're either Polish or Hungarian. But I'm going to say Polish. And I'm like, this bitch, what is going on here? <laughs> so then she starts talking to me, and she starts asking me all these like weird-ass questions. Now, bear in mind, I'm asking if she needs help getting her shit printed or whatever. Not interested in that. She's interested in like interrogating me about my life. 
And so she asks all these questions about me, like, like, uh, who do I look like? Do I look like my mom or my dad? And I kind of, I kind of look like both of them. Sure. So she's like, asking me all these questions, and she's like, "Well, what are you?" And I'm like, "Well, Polish." She's like, "Aren't I good?" And I'm like, kind of creeping me out. <laughs> so then she starts asking me more questions, and bear in mind, the rest of my coworkers are kind of watching this from a distance. <laughs> And then at the tail end of it, and this was the most disgusting thing that might have happened to me as an adult. She reaches up, she taps my face. Oh no. And she goes, You're such a good looking Polish boy. No, oh, no. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is going on right now? You know your coworkers are just shitting on you in the back. They thought were... they thought that it was like a family friend or someone. They thought this was somebody that I knew. <laughs> And they're like, Pat, who was that? I'm like, I don't fucking know, but I need to go clean my face off immediately. Yeah. Ever since then, just complete chaos has been my life. Unreal. Just unbelievable shit's been happening. <laughs> so I figure it was, I'm hoping it was a seven year hack. So I'm hoping I'm going to be coming out of it in the next couple of years. Yeah, no shit. But that was a hundred percent a witch put a curse on me. hundred percent. I I'm believe at it. work. And I believe it. Like who would ever touch somebody else's face? I like, hate, I hate it. Be, I hate it when someone does that to me, especially a stranger. Like yeah, I will, no I don't shit. want people I know touching me. Like, right, I don't exactly. even give hugs. <laughs> I got this fucking stranger that looks like a fucking witch touching my face. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I wanted to go home and die. That was, like, one of the worst days of my life. That's some crazy shit. So, yeah, and honestly, I think it is a curse. It sounds like it. No. I think it's a curse. Maybe that's just superstition talking. but Could be. They could be. <laughs> Hope I'm not bringing any bad juju anywhere. But I also think that witches are, like, a real thing. I think that there's, like, witches' covens out there. Sure. Now, a lot of people that do that type of thing is mostly, like, Satan worship type of thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, they assimilate into, like, a established Christian church, but they're not actually Christians. They'll go to church, they'll even look like they're participating, but they're really there for a different reason. Sure. Okay. So, it's kind of weird. We'll have to talk about it later. It's kind of creepy. (laughs) And it would be, it would be nobody, it would be nobody that you're, like, familiar with that you know well. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the thing, too, is it's never people that are actually, like, part of the community. They're just around, and they keep tabs with each other. But unless you're looking for it, you're not really going to see it. Sure. If that makes any sense at all. And the fear of the number 13 also has could be another origin from, sure. from that. That a coven is has 12 people, but the 13th spot is left for the devil. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, and that's kind of yeah. creepy as fuck. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, that we need to differentiate between real quick, is there's, like, this, like, modern movement of yeah. Satanism. Yeah. Where it's, it's people that are trying to be edgy, basically. Where it's just, like, anti-religion and anti-establishment shit. Sure. And they're like, oh, we're going to call it Satanists to kind of be edgy, just to kind of tell you, go fuck you to the Christian churches, basically. Yeah. That is different from Satan worship. Mm-hmm. Because Satan worship accepts the spiritual aspect of what's going on. They just reject God and they go with the devil, basically. Sure. So these covens are more in line with that type of shit because they acknowledge a spiritual existence to an extent. Right. Or to whatever extent that they're going for. But it's different from that whole, it's just kind of like a hipster edgy thing, like the Satanists. Right. They're just kind of weirdos that want to sound like they're hardcore, even though they probably right. aren't. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So. I, th- I think there's a kind of a funny interview with Tucker Carlson with one with a person like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. And they just want to sound like they're like hardcore anti-establishment but if you if yeah. you really were that way a lot of these people are kind of like not really in shape to handle life outside of an establishment <laughs> sure. like they're not gonna go out in the wild and hunt their own food or anything yeah so. definitely not they don't know what the hell they're talking about exactly anyways but like okay real quick back to the witch i'm sorry there's a movie called the witch yeah i've seen it i think yeah it's got yeah it's got liza aaron from game of thrones in it yep and it's got the girl from the queen's gambit 
Yeah. That is, honest to God, like one of my favorite scary movies. I have to watch it again. I know I've seen it. I've been trying to convince Tim to watch it, and Tim won't for some reason. And this movie would be like right up his alley. He would love it because you got, it's like pioneer times. It's like the 1500s or something. Yeah. It's like like the first like colonists. Like it's like probably like the, like the people, the Mayflower. Sure. It's like right after they showed up, basically. And this family gets kind of cast out of the community or something, and they go into the wilderness. But that is a great movie. Yeah, I'll have to watch that again. It's so funny. Like I sit there and I laugh at it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Because the kids are all completely obnoxious, and they speak in that weird British. Yeah. But it's funny. It's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I like that movie a lot. Anyways. I'll have to watch that again. What else you got for for superstitions? Real quick, just on the number 13, there's a ParCast podcast called Superstitions. Okay. And they have an episode with the number 13, and he goes over this absolutely crazy story that is kind of similar to the Loki story. Sure. In this in this podcast, he, he tells a story of this guy named Ben. <laughs> his name is Ben. It was his girlfriend. And this is like 10 years past college, and he was a part of this kickball team. And they were called the Unlucky 13 because of an accident Ben had during the 13th game of their kickball shit. <laughs> Their kickball game. He almost dies. Gets his arm cut because he went into home play. He was sliding. <laughs> he was sliding. And he cut his arm on the fucking fence. And he almost bled out because he hit an artery. Oh, my God. So, but they got him to the hospital in time. He lived, yada, yada, yada. And they played more seasons after that. But, like, years later, they all get together, and they try to redo their tradition of getting together on Friday the 13th. Sure. They, they have, like, a dinner or whatever. But one of their dinners, the 13th guest, which was his, I think it was his girlfriend at the time. Oh, no. There was a nail in the cake, and she died. A nail in the cake? In the cake, because I think it was her birthday. Now, like like a fingernail? No, like a nail. Like, like, a, like an iron nail? Yes. Oh, okay. And it was the dude's girlfriend. Anyways, there's, years later, they're trying to get on, put on this tradition, and um, another, so there's 12 of them there at this party, and the one dude, he starts talking about 13, and he starts telling the story of Loki and yada, yada, yada to his all of his friends that are there, sure. people that he used to play kickball with. And um, there's 12 of them, and then the guy, a guy named Lance walks in, who used to be on the team but wasn't invited. He's like, oh, I was just in the neighborhood, yada, yada, yada. And he starts talking about it, too, because they were in the same class together, like this Greek mythology class, whatever. And anyways, they get into, like, an argument because the girl that died the last time they all got together or some shit like that, he was, like, kind of talking to her, too. They got in an argument. Lance leaves, and Ben goes into the garage to cool off, and his girlfriend, his, her name's Dana, she goes in the garage and is like, hey, you okay? You calm down? He's like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. He's like, all right, I'm about to come back in. And before he came back in, he he kicked a ball, and the ball hit a shelf, and and this big metal shelf, and it fell, and a ski thing got like caught in between it and it broke it and it shot out and it got him right in the chest and he fucking died it sounds like the plot of <laughs> final destination four it was like I, I probably murdered that story but you gotta go on parcast and listen to it because it's pretty crazy yes please check that one out on parcast just search parcast friday the 13th and hopefully you're gonna, you're gonna get that no it's, it's just called the number 13 oh okay yeah, yeah. the part the podcast is called superstition Superstition Parcast 13. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's there really we go. Good. Yep. Anyways, I got one more real quick. Okay. Um, people always say bless you when people sneeze. Yep. That's superstition. Yep. Although I always do it anyways because I feel like it's impolite not to. You don't say tight. Is that how you say it? Nah, because a lot of people make a big deal about saying tight because they 
don't want to be religious. And I'm like, I don't care about political correctness. I don't you're even either going to fucking take my bless you or you're going to get the fuck out of here. You mm. know what I mean? Right. That might be a little harsh. Yeah. So, bless you, tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, real quick. Russia, apparently they got a superstition where if you are about to, or if you left your house and you forgot about something, like you're about to get your, your phone or your wallet, you're not supposed to go back. <laughs> because if you go back and you pick it up, you're going to get in a car crash. Russia is serious about their superstitions. They are off the wall. And it's all, again, it goes back to like inviting spirits into your house and shit like that. It's all about spirits. Like everything is about spirits. So It's crazy. And if you do go back, you have to look in a mirror on your way out to make sure that you're not a spirit. Mm. I don't know why or how, but... Makes sense. Anyways, that's really all I got about superstition. It is kind of a weird topic. Yeah. We're gonna, I, I have one more quick one. It's pretty funny. Uh-oh. So, apparently in Nigeria, if you hit a man with a broomstick, it will cause him to become uh, impotent. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know what impotent means... Oh, my God. It means you're <laughs> unable to take effective action. You're helpless or powerless. Now, it can also mean for a man. Uh, let's just say if a man becomes impotent, you're probably not going to get accepted into the Morningwood Academy. Anyways, in some cases, after a, <laughs> after a man is beaten by a broom, it could cause all of his genitalia to disappear. This is, this is, this is honestly, this is not, I'm not even kidding. This is a real thing. So if you, in Nigeria, they believe if you're getting beaten by a broom, your dick's going to fall off, basically. It's not going to fall off. It's, it's going to disappear. We got to take Anthony Weiner to Nigeria. Yeah, it, it, I was literally. <laughs> imagine, imagine if we just beat up Anthony Weiner with a broom. What, you know, how much things could have changed. Exactly. A lot of people could have been saved. Have no fear, though, okay? Have no fear. All can be saved if the man returns seven blows with the same broom to his attacker, and he can get his dick back. Okay. And that is the superstition. That was well worth the price for admission. Yes. Um. And there's there's kind of another funny one. In Argentina, if you have... Seven, if you have six boys in a daughterless family, this and you and you have and you give birth to a seventh son, that seventh son will become a werewolf when on his thirteenth birthday. And the only way to counteract this curse is that the president of Argentina has to adopt him as his or her god godson. And it's and it's a it's an actual thing. Like it happens. So that was started by one family that was poor that was started having <laughs> these idiot kids because they all suck. They're all terrible sons. <laughs> I was trying to come up with one fucking way to get one of these asshole kids a little bit better off. It just threw me off that the president of the entire country has to become the godfather. Could you imagine if that was a thing here and like Trump was like the godfather of a whole bunch of these people or fucking Biden would be sniffing them, sniffing the kids? Yeah, you know, like there's historians say that there's a lot of different reasons of where this whole thing started, but it's an actual thing. Yeah, I don't I don't but, doubt that it's a real thing. I just don't know what the fuck's going on. Alright, well, most of my research all came from a guy on YouTube. His name was Thoughty2. Okay, to, he, I've seen him before. Yeah, he has a couple. He has some pretty good. He has some pretty good videos. Yeah, uh, CBSNews.com, BusinessInsider.com, and Wikipedia. And mine all came from just shit that I was googling. So yeah, basically. Anyways, that's all I got. I, I wouldn't say that I'm superstitious, but I'm a I'm a little stitious. Like sure. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious though. Anyways, you got anything more with that discussion? Nah, I'm I'm done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this finished. Is be I'm finished. One of those episodes where the outtakes are going to be longer than the actual episode because <laughs> I think we had about probably 20 minutes of actual saveable material on that one. 
but shit. Well, whatever. We, we tried. We tried. It's been a rough go of it. We got to get back into a better rhythm, but the snow didn't help anything. Nothing's been good. It's been, it's been like a snow's complete, been ridiculous. Schedule's been ridiculous. Just a complete fuck show. And my, it's been a fuck show on my end too. And I got nothing going on outside of work and. Well, you got fucking people calling you people early in the morning calling me every, every single day. day. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm hope. I'm. They're about to call you in like four hours. Yeah, I need to get ready for that. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on that note, please tweet us at 30 in the Facebook comment, I guess. But like we've said, we're having issues with that shit. So we want to you to like and interact with the page. We just can't guarantee how quickly we're going to see it. So maybe if you comment on our Facebook, go ahead and tweet us at 30 in the and tell us that you commented on our Facebook. <laughs> so we can go and look it up. So we can go and figure out what the fuck's going on. Anyways, on that note, listeners have been okay. I thought the last episode was great. I thought that was one of, I thought it was really good. I, I thought that was one it. of my favorite episodes. It didn't get as many listens as I was hoping for, but we still got time for that one. So. Definitely. Anyways, uh, please tweet us. Please check us out. Um, please let us know. If you guys have any topics, please let us know. Definitely. This was episode 65, I think. Yep. All right. Well, it's about time to get out of here. So Peace. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4. 30 in the morning. This is your web. And Pat is back as well. How's it going, Pat? Oh, my God. 65, Episode right? number 65, yep. We're almost to 66. Almost. Root, I, I, root 66. I, I can't wait to get to episode 66. Why? So I can say, activate episode 66. What? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about right now? You know, in Star Wars... Execute order 66. You said activate order 66. <laughs> oh, did I? Yes. I said activate. Cut. <laughs> Just cut all that bit. Take God. A, that's not going to be in the episode. <laughs> Why did I say what activate? What the hell was that? I'm like, what kind of weird ass shit are you into? <laughs> I meant to say execute order. Execute episode 66. That's what I meant to say. Just, well, you know what? We're just gonna fucking start over. Yeah, right? you fucked that up. We're gonna start. We're just gonna fucking start over. You know, right. we fucked up last episode too. We fucked up the introduction <laughs> of that one. So, okay. Are you good? Yeah. Are we good? Let's do it. We can do it. Yeah. Are you good? Yes. You need me to give you a cue. No. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Four Thirty in the Morning. This is your boy Ben. And Pat is back as well. 65, man. Episode number 65. Yeah, we're getting there. You know, I've got nothing for 65, though. I was thinking episode 64, we could have done that Willie Nelson song, but we didn't We didn't do that. No, we didn't. Uh, 65. 65. That's a retirement age, traditionally. Um... In 65, I, I, I was 21. Okay. Uh, Jackson Brown. We're running on empty. Nope. Fuck. I fucked that up. What are we doing? What are you saying? Jackson Brown. You feeling with Jackson Brown? Yes. The r- song Running on Empty. Oh, okay. In 65, I was 17. Okay. And I then think... in 69, I was 21. We might have to start over. <laughs> God, damn it. <laughs> This is this is gonna be a very short episode. Or this, very is gonna episode. Be, this is gonna be a little shorter, probably. 
That's Cut. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Four Three. Do stop. Hello. <laughs> Do we need to take like a two minute breather? Do you need to go take it and get no, some fresh air? I'm, I'm good. All right. I'm good. This is ridiculous. All right. We're good. We're good. Are you good? You're good? No. <laughs> okay, let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4 30 in the morning. This is your boy Ben. And Pat is back as well. 65. Episode number 65. You got anything for 65? Nothing. <laughs> I don't have shit for 65. Real quick, just on the number 13, there's a ParCast podcast called Superstitions. Okay. And they have an episode with the number 13, and he... Goes over this absolutely crazy story that is kind of similar to the Loki Loki story. Sure, and it's a I I believe it's a true story about this guy. Um. Uh. He was a part of like a kickball league in high school. Like okay. A kickball team, and he was the thirteenth member, and freaking. It, it's it's a really long story. I don't even know if I have time to get into it. Sure. But basically this crazy all this crazy shit happens and the dude dies. Like yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's it's one of the most fucked up stories I've ever heard in my life, actually. It's pretty incredible. If you want me to get into it. The what? Sorry, I'm so tired. So in this in this podcast, he, he tells a story of this guy named Ben. <laughs> his name is Ben. It was his girlfriend. No, I was laughing because I thought you were done telling the story. <laughs> and then you say, "Do you want me to get into it?" And I'm like, oh, "What the hell?" I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having a really hard time starting yeah. shit off today. It's it's all right. Anyways, 